used those things that caused him to reach deep within himself. And he created in his greatest ability during those times of his greatest adversity. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television or those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. We're on part four of a series we started a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, entitled Overcoming Adversity. Overcoming Adversity adversity. And open your Bibles, if you will, over to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. When you get there, say amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and let's read verses 8 and 9 in unison. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and let's read verses 8 and 9 together in unison. Ready? Let's read together. Ready? Verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And I love this. I I love um, that last verse there. Verse 9, where it says, cast down and not, but not destroyed. Um, another translation says it this way. Always getting a knockdown, but never a knockout. I always get knocked down, and so it is in life. We get knocked down in life a lot. But the Bible is saying to us, we are never to be knocked out. It's all right to get knocked down, but as long as you don't allow yourself to get knocked out. I, I used to love watching uh, wrestling growing up. And one thing I would always pay attention to was that whenever an opponent was pinning his opponent to the cameras, they had to do that for three seconds and the fight would be over. The match would be over. And always I would love to watch the count because the referee would take his time and he would count through it slowly. One, two, three. And always on number two, I, I would notice certain wrestlers They would do something to prolong the fight. They didn't want it to be over. And so some of them, they would just lift their leg and throw it on the ring, throw it on the rope. And that would, that would stop the count. That would stop the count. If they did, if they showed any sign of fight left, sometimes they would just lift one shoulder up. When the referee gets to two, they would throw one shoulder. Now here's this big guy down on top of them, but they would just lift one shoulder. When the ref would get to two, and that would stop the count. And so this is, this, that's the imagery that I got from the Apostle Paul, that we get knocked down a lot, but never knocked out. Never knocked out. We're always doing something to overcome adversity when it comes our way. It's not going to be an easy, uh, run-me-over type of deal. No, I'm going to do something to overcome it and to come back and to fight back. And so God teaches us throughout this series, God is teaching us how to handle adversity so that we can be fully prepared 
mature and developed. That's what I begin to sense that adversity does in our lives. It helps to mature us. It helps to prepare us. It helps to develop us so that we'll be able to handle any challenge in life. The book of James, you don't have to turn there, but the book of James chapter 1 verse 4, it talks about this, this process. And basically what it's saying is, is let the process, let it have, let it, let it complete its work because what it's doing in you, it is maturing you, it's perfecting you, it is developing you, and don't shortcut it. Don't, don't run from adversity. Don't be afraid of adversity. It's in that process that something is being developed, something you're being matured, you're being completed, you're being perfected, you're, you're made stronger. Something is happening and so don't try to run from it. Don't be afraid of it. No, learn to have the right perspective whenever you deal with Adversity. It, it, it gives you experience. And because you gain experience, God's preparing you to handle any challenge that happens to you in life because you've had that before. I remember Brother Ivan, he told me not long ago, he recently had lost his job. And he told me something very interesting. He said, you know, when I lost my job, it didn't really bother me because I lost a job before. And he said, because I've been through it before, and I made it, it didn't worry me this time. See, he had some experience. He had been developed. Now, the first time it happened to him, then I shocked his sister. He came in crying and singing. (laughs) You know, he asked the church to pray for him, and, you know, he, he was doing everything he could. But the second time it happened to him, he had matured. He had developed because he had been hit before, so now he was able to take a punch. He knew what a punch felt like, and now he was able to handle the punch. And so that's what adversity does for us and to us in life. It, it equips us, prepares us, develops us, and there's a maturing. There's, there's something there that helps us to be able to handle any challenge in life. So whenever you're challenged, realize and understand that this is going to better equip me to handle any challenge in life. Because I'm going through this, because this has happened to me and i got to deal with it, it's going to make me better. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make me better off. And so uh, that's the perspective and, and the, the thought process that we need to have when we're challenged by adversity. Well, let me jump right in. Last time we were sharing um, uh, what adversity does for us, what I was just talking about a few seconds ago. But I, I gave more of a systematic, uh, some things, I, I think we got to number four last time, about what adversity does for us, and, and I had two left that I wanted to finish, and then I wanted to share some things, some keys on how to overcome adversity. Uh, but number five, number five, now we, we covered four, so I'm not going back over those. You can get the CD or you can go to Air Jesus and listen to message number 7407 to, to get those keys. But number five, in terms of what adversity does for us, number five, it brings out your gifts. Adversity brings out your gifts. 
a gentleman by the name of Horace, he said this. He said, adversity has the effect of eliciting talents, which in prosperous circumstances would have lain dormant. So adversity has a way of waking up. It has a way of causing you to reach deep and discover and do things that you didn't know you could do. It causes you to tap into things that you didn't even know were there. So adversity brings out gifts. It brings out your gifts. Uh, Beethoven, he, he suffered a lot of adversity in his life. Um, he, was, he was faced with death. Often he was distraught. He, he went through a lot of mental things and just he went through a lot of bad things in his life. He eventually ended up totally deaf. And anybody who knows anything about music, that's the last thing you want to lose is your auditory senses. Uh, Ivan could tell you how difficult it would be to play, to compose, to, to write to harmonize, to put any melody together being deaf. But it was through all of that adversity that Beethoven rose to a level and he produced some of the most genius works being totally deaf. Nobody can understand how somebody totally deaf could get music out of their head and have it demonstrated in a symphony without being able to hear. How could you do that? How could you take a thought and put it in the music and you can't even hear it? But it was those things that caused him to reach deep within himself. And he created and composed symphonies in his greatest ability during those times of his greatest adversity. There's something about adversity. It elicits talents and gifts. It brings out your gifts. It brings out your talents. It brings out things that you didn't even know that were possible on the inside of you. Same thing with Helen Keller. Helen Keller was, uh, when she was just an infant, she, was, she lost her sight, became blind, and her hearing became deaf. She was about a year and a half years old. And so now here she is, blind and deaf, but she went on to, to university, went on to become a famous author, lecturer, great philosopher. It was Helen Keller who said, uh, the great sin in life is not to have no sight. The great sin in life is to have sight and no vision. Now here she is, can't hear, can't see, yet just as sharp. She became a champion for those who were blind and deaf, and she became an inspiration to our world. But it was through her adversity that she began to reach deep. It was, it was those creative things, even uh, without sight and hearing, that came forth in her life. And so there's something about adversity that brings out gifts. It brings out your gifts and your Talents. Here's number six, um, what adversity does for you. Number six, adversity teaches you a lesson. Adversity teaches you a lesson. John Maxwell, in one of his books, 
he came across something that he put in one of his books that he came across that was entitled Rules for Being Human. Rules for Being Human. And here are the rules, five rules. Rule number one, you will learn lessons. You will learn lessons. Rule number two, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Rule number three, a lesson is repeated until it is learned. Rule number four, if you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder. Rule number five, you'll know you've learned a lesson when your actions change. And so adversity always teaches us a lesson. Adversity always teaches us a lesson. If you have an illness, illness teaches us to be sympathetic to others who are ill. You know, Brother Eddie Lowe here suffered a back injury years ago that ended his career. And I was really never sympathetic to him. I really couldn't understand why he allowed it to stop him until I injured my back. And when I threw my back out, I said, oh, now I understand. When I, was, when, when I wasn't able to walk <laughs> and when I wasn't able to move, it made me more sympathetic. So when you're ill, it makes you more sympathetic to others who have illness. It also teaches you to lead a healthy life. Now, see, once you're sick, you find out. I have to make some changes because I don't want to be in this condition. So um, when you're ill, it teaches, it teaches you some lessons. See, adversity teaches, it always teaches a lesson. When somebody um, suddenly dies, when there's a sudden death close to you, it teaches you a lesson. Number one, it teaches you to appreciate life. It teaches you to appreciate life. Number two, it, it teaches you to appreciate those who are close to you. Appreciate people. Appreciate life. Appreciate every moment. Appreciate every person. Don't take people for granted. Don't take your loved ones for granted. Don't take any day for granted. So adversity always teaches us a lesson. Always teaches us a lesson. It always, number five, it always brings forth your gifts. Number six, it always teaches you a lesson. So those are the, the six things that I wanted to share about what adversity does for us. And now I wanted to share some keys about how to overcome adversity. Uh, number one, key number one, keep a winning attitude. Keep a winning attitude. Don't complain. Don't find yourself uh, wallowing in self-pity. Don't gripe. I had an interesting experience last week. One day I was doing the very thing I'm telling you not to do. I was in my car by myself and I was just complaining. I was hitting my steering wheel and just complaining. I was just driving, hitting my steering wheel and complaining. And after a few minutes of that, my check engine light came on. <laughs> now, I've had my car for 14, 15 years. Check engine light has never come on. And so it was almost like God was just flashing me a, a, a message. Not just to check the engine of my car, but to check the engine of my spirit. Check the engine of my attitude. Check the engine of my word. And he let it flash right on. And so I repented. I said, God, I hear you loud and clear. You didn't have to bother my engine to get the message over to me. But since you, uh, 
flash this right up. I, I hear you. So, you know, immediately I stopped complaining, repented, and got right on back over into praise and thanksgiving and being joyous. Later that day, my check engine light went off and it hadn't been back on since. I said, thank you, Jesus, because I didn't, didn't want or need a repair bill. <laughs> I thought that was good. Check, check the engine. Check the engine of your heart. Check the engine of your attitude. Check the engine of your words. Check the engine of your thoughts. Check your engine. Check your engine. Check your engine. When you're going through adversity, check your engine. Check your engine. So always keep a winning attitude. Medical science tells us that people with a good, positive attitude always get well quicker than people who are negative. Develop and keep a winning attitude. A negative spirit, it, it dries, dries up your energy. It just dries your energy up. The Apostle Paul in, in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, right around 20, verse 25, 26, 27, he says, many runners run in the race. And so he said, if you're going to run in the race, run to win. He said, run with winning on your mind. And I took from that, he, since he said, run with winning on your mind, I took from that. He's talking about a winning attitude. Have a winning attitude. Have a winning attitude in life. Have a winning attitude in life. Always have a uh, um, winning attitude. Winning attitude. So that's number one to overcoming adversity. Have a winning attitude. Have a winning attitude. David, he prayed when he was going through adversity. He prayed. He said, God, renew a right spirit within me. He knew something was wrong with his heart. Something was wrong with his condition. He said, God... And we need to pray something similar. God, um, renew a right attitude, a right spirit. Let me stop complaining. Let me stop grumbling. Let me stop wallowing in self-pity. And let me change and get back into a winning attitude. That's what David realized. And he, he prayed that in Psalms 51. Renew a right spirit within me. God, my, I'm all out of whack. So you want to uh, keep a winning attitude. Keep a winning attitude. Number two, when you, to, uh, another key to overcoming adversity is keep a sense of humor. Sometimes adversity can beat you so bad you, you don't laugh any longer. There's nothing funny. It causes pressures of life are weighing down on you and you're facing so many serious challenges that it's not the joy out of you and now you stop laughing. No, laugh. Just learn, learn to keep a sense of humor. I told you this a while ago, but there was a man that had testicular cancer. And he kept a sense of humor. He was on his deathbed, but he still had his sense of humor. And he told his son, he said, son, he said, um, he said, people who have lung cancer, they get that because they did too much smoking. He said that people that got testicular cancer, he said, I'm not going to tell you why they get that. (laughs) See, keep a sense of humor. Keep a sense of humor. Some of y'all just not getting it. <laughs> Keep a sense of humor. Don't let, don't, let adversity, don't let adversity take your sense of humor. Keep a sense of humor. <clears throat> that was a gentleman that, um, <clears throat> that was a gentleman that had just been diagnosed on this particular day that he was dying of cancer. Doctors had told him he just had a few months to live. He said when he got home, he went out to his mailbox, opened it up. And there was a notice from the IRS he was being audited. Now here, on the same day, he said he had just got news he was dying. Then he got news 
He was being audited. He said, yes, it's true. Death and taxes. <laughs> Death and taxes hit him on the same day. And you know, he said he just stood there and he just began to laugh. He said he laughed so loud and so hard he started crying. But he said he just laughed. He said he just, it, it hit a point where it didn't matter any longer. And he wasn't going to allow it to stop the little life he had left. And he just went on a laughing spree. He just laughed, waving the RS notice. He just laughed, waving the doctor's report. He laughed. He just laughed. And you know what? He overcame all of that. He's alive and well today. A brilliant man who's accomplishing things. He's accomplishing things today. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. He's written several books. Awesome man. He's supposed to have been dead years ago. He overcame adversity. One of those kids, he kept a sense of humor. Keep a sense of humor. Keep a sense of humor. Keep a sense of humor. See, the devil doesn't like to be laughed at. And so when you're laughing in the midst of adversity, in, a, in a effect, you're laughing at the devil. You let them know you, he's not bothering you one bit and you're laughing. Nobody likes to be laughed at. I don't like to be laughed at. You don't like to be laughed at. Neither does the devil. So give him a good dose of punishment. And laugh. Laugh at him. Laugh at him. Number three, key to uh, help you to overcome adversity is to know that adversity, whatever you're going through, is not permanent. It's not permanent. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. It's not permanent. Even if it's permanent on earth, even earth, your life on earth is going to pass and you're going to eventually be in eternity where that adversity will no longer have a hold on you. So either way it goes, even if it, even if you had to deal with something the rest of your life here, it's still going to pass because when you, when you leap out into adversity, I mean into eternity, then we know adversity. <laughs> Unless you're going to the wrong eternity, then you're going to have some serious adversity. <laughs> So realize that is keep that in perspective. That this is this is not permanent. This is not permanent. I'm going through the fire, not staying in the fire. I'm going through the fire. It's not permanent. Number four, to uh, a powerful key to overcoming adversity, is to study an example. Study instead of being so focused on your problems and being down about that. Study somebody who's had it worse off than you, and yet they're victorious. Get around people that, I remember when we had the gentleman here who had uh, lost both of his arms and one of his legs. He told me, he said when he went to, he said when he went to rehab, he saw people there who were worse than he was, and they were happy. He said that did something to him. It let him know he could overcome as well. And on, on the same token, he said other people have been brought to him who might have just lost a finger. And when they see somebody who's lost both arms and one leg and still happy, it affects the people who only lost a finger. That's like, that's nothing. So um, surround yourself, study people who have uh, successfully overcome more than what you're dealing with. Somebody who's worse off, yet they're successful. Study an example, and that'll do something to help you. Number five is to pray. Number five, pray. Ask God for strength in adversity. Ask God for wisdom in adversity. 
Ask God for ability in adversity. Ask God for direction in adversity. Ask God for enabling power in adversity. Ask God for favor in adversity. Number six, final key to overcoming adversity is to do all that you can. Do all that you can with what you have. Use what you have. Do all that you can. We're out of time. I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7408, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. And we thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Praise God. I kind of rushed a little bit. I was determined to finish, but I was, uh, I was rushing my last couple of points. But you'll get the essence of them. Go back and listen to this again and, and uh, meditate on it. And, and the Holy Spirit will bring it into full light into your own heart, your own understanding, and your own discerning. I pray that this series has been a blessing to you to inspire you to teach you some things equip you to be able to have a different perspective when you're going through hard times in life you are listening to airjesus.com and the online word.com this was the fourth and final message in the overcoming adversity series by c elijah Bronner. this message is number 7408 that's 7408 to listen to the entire series, click series on the online word.com, listen to airjesus.com and the online word.com often, and keep your spirit charged up.